Hello, welcome to Gentlemen Don't Get Caught, a podcast about the music of R.E.M. I'm Lynn, and on the other end of the line is my good friend Ali. Ali, how do you feel? Uh, I'm feeling a little bit sad today, Lynn. Why is that? It's because Pyotr Mamonov died. Who? So, yeah, Pyotr Mamonov was a musician and actor. And okay. the reason I thought this would be relevant to to you, Lynn, besides the fact that he was a very talented man, was that if I recall about your music taste, you are a fan of The National, correct? Uh, I do like a bit of The National, yeah, a bit like of post-punk. big, big National fan? Uh, yeah, yeah, certainly was for a time. I'm okay. still, I'm st- I still enjoy the national. I just listen to him less than I used to. This is not meant to be a slight of the on the national. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lynn is dishing out burns from his burn dish. Um, no, it's just, <laughs> it's just you're not in peak national phase. Okay, right. Glad to have cleared that up. Okay, so you're pro the national. Well, yes, yep. Do you know the music video to their song "Sea of Love"? I don't think I do. It's very, very kind of low-key and lo-fi. If you look at it, okay. it's just some guy. It's just the guys from the bands standing in a pretty shabby-looking room just kind of rocking out in a tight space. Well, that okay. video is the spitting image that it's very, very clearly a just a tribute and remake of a song by Zvuki Mu, who were the band that Pyotr Mamonov was the front man for. Just seriously, if you... There's even a side-by-side video on, on, on YouTube <laughs> of Zvuki Mu's song, which is called Grubi Zakat, uh, which translates <laughs> as Rude Sunset next to Sea of Love. And it's, it's, just a, it's just a nice tribute. So I thought, you know, alternative rock fans, if you're into R.E.M., there's a good chance you'll like The National and... They did this tribute to this actor, musician, who's sadly no, no longer with us. So that's why I'm feeling sad, Lynn. Oh, I'm sorry. It's everybody hurts, I guess. Well, how apt. That made me sound incredibly insensitive. <laughs> I, I guess mean... everybody hurts. I wouldn't know because I'm a psychopath. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, do, you, do, you, do you really like... Business cards, or is that specifically American psychopaths? See, it's been a long time since I watched the film, and I've never read the book. So I have um... never seen the film, and I know it is a like a stain on my reputation as a cinephile okay. not to have seen American Psycho. But I have seen the site that where all the like super business bros are like uh, like stroking each other's business cards. I see. Sorry, that was that was unnecessary. In an even niche. I might edit the story out because it's going to be Mm. so boring. So, uh, I am a big (laughs) fan. Setting expectations high. (laughs) I'm a big fan of the board game, A Feast for Odin. It's very good. Mm. Um, And there have been several expansions for A Feast for Odin. However, due to various publisher things, uh, a couple of them are not available in English. However, being the big fan of this game that I am, uh, I imported one of these expansions. Mm. Um, And then, thankfully, the wonderful community. I say that. The generally wonderful community on BoardGameGeek. Okay. Somebody had uh, published a translated set of rules for this expansion, Mm. which is great. However, there was a big gap at the bottom of the page. It's like two-sided, but they only really took about a side and a quarter to do the rules. 
Um, and the manual contains many bits of clip art of the designer, Uwe Rosenberg, posing and like pointing to rules with little speech captions explaining, you know, little bits of the rules. So they'd filled the space at the bottom with this picture of Uwe, this clip art of Uwe Rosenberg um, with a massive quote box that just had a massive quote from American Psycho. <laughs> Which I thought was funny because it's just like it's just very it's just weird. Yeah. And like yeah, I'm like fine. This person has done me a massive favour by translating the rules. And if he wants to do weird clip art on the bottom, then that's fine. That's kind of quirky and cool and weird. Then the number of the number of upset comments on the board game geek thread about this. I'm like, oh, why? Why do people have? I don't know. It felt like people were being a bit humorless about it, and also like they're like, this would be perfect if it didn't have this. I'm like, this person has not only translated the rules for you, but also formatted so that all the background and all the artwork matches the official rules and all that stuff. Like they could have just typed out a notepad and stuck it on the internet. They've gone to all this effort. And then they've just added a stupid bit of clip art that's really easy to ignore at the bottom. <laughs> and people were so upset. And oh, just like, oh. And it was like one of these things where it's the best and the worst of the internet in the same space. Yeah, in living living cheek by jowl. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Lynn, that has to stay in. I'm sorry, that devastating expose. I wasn't sure when you were talking about the pages and that I was a little bit worried. I was like, I see what he means. But no, the the, the payoff was, was well okay. done and I will be nominating right. you, you for some awards in investigative it. game journalism. <laughs> um, and I don't know why they chose that American Psycho quote. It was one about um... the catchily named scandal uh, American Psycho clip art gate. Yes, exactly. It was a big long quote from American Psycho about Huey Lewis and the news. Okay. So there we go. Brought it, brought it back to some music there. Very good. That was... You're a consummate prof- uh, professional. Thank you very much. And I'm so good that I can't even say the word professional. All this is to say that we're avoiding talking about the giant, giant, mega-selling elephant in the room. Yes. That is Everybody Hurts. It's all sorts of elephant. It's all sorts of mega and neither of <laughs> us really like it and we've both been kind of dreading this moment yeah exactly for many months <laughs> many many months but it is upon us and our fate can no longer be that's avoided true. like some you know greek tragedy about what what did you think of this song ali i do not like it no me neither no you go first you go no, first. no it's just and then i will spew bile everywhere the thing that I've been wrestling with, really, is not so much that I don't like it, but I'm trying to understand why I don't like it so much. <laughs> so, sorry. Sorry, I thought you were going to say, and this just reveals my snobbery, which may be a theme of this episode. I thought you were going to say, I was just trying to understand why everyone else likes it. No, I'm just... It's just I'm with being with the misanthropic subtext that that has, because as we've established, you are a... <laughs> You know, uh, yeah. Anglo Cornish psycho. As we've unfortunately established. <laughs> that that would be a very different film, Anglo Cornish Psycho. It would, yeah. Any independent filmmakers weird. listening, make us that film. <laughs> so <laughs> um I just don't I don't know. Like I think probably when I first heard this in the nineties, I don't think I ever thought this is the best song in the world, but I I have a vague recollection of of thinking like, oh yeah, and I guess I was a teenager at the time, like a fairly youngish teenager when I first heard this, um, 
actually probably possibly not even a teenager mm. but around yeah. that kind of time anyway that transitional age and um yeah and i probably thought like yeah everyone does hurt sometimes like yeah that's a good point and i think especially when you're that age and everything's very emotional and you're like oh yeah someone kind of gets it yeah. A bit. So I can kind and of his see name is does. Michael, and he is very bald at this stage. <laughs> um, like, and so like, I kind of get that appeal from it. It's just, mm. it's done in like, yeah. I think the thing that I really object to is a lot of what I like about REM, and a lot of a lot of their stuff is like there's a level of obtuseness, and I don't mean it in a like necessarily. Sometimes it feels like it's a smart way. Sometimes it feels like it's a very dumb way. <laughs> You're, you're, this feels like you're, you're like subtly, the subtext is that you're dragging green. Possibly. But like, I kind of enjoy both, like either one is kind of okay and often much better than okay. But like even when As we've established kind of, over many episodes at this point. Yeah. But, but sometimes it's still kind of like, oh yeah, okay, there'll be something interesting in it or like, I don't really know what they were going with this, but... It's kind of something to think about, and everything, just everything about this is so on the nose. It's so, like, moving music to tell you how you should feel. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 not the, it, it's the classic cliche of telling, not showing, as you say. Yeah, and it's almost, even though Try Not To Breathe is a difficult song for other reasons, like... When we did that episode, you were like, "Is it is it is it okay for a song with this subject matter and these lyrics to be this pretty?" But that's at least something to like wrestle with. And this is just everything is just like it's so obvious. Yeah, it doesn't really require any any work. It's it's kind of like it feels like a brick through a plate glass window saying, "This song has a very important message." Yeah, it's like the sort of musical equivalent of whatever, like, Oscar bait kind of thing. It's yeah. what you have is a big emotional scene that is broad. That lots yeah. of people will be like, oh yes, didn't they do well? Big production kind of thing. And yet mm. it doesn't really, like... And, like, musically it's fine. It's not bad. It's not badly done. It's just... It's so straight down the line and simple. Yeah. I, I also randomly... Especially, and we've discussed this before, like the process of like repeat listening yeah. sometimes doesn't do things favors, and it just highlights the kind of lack of just interesting little noodly bits that you don't notice the first time. It's like nope, you yeah. just notice everything, and I yeah, that's it. I, I've just grown to hate that little like percussion talk that happens. Um, I don't know why. It's just. very annoying when you hear it multiple times yeah i i'm very similar to you i'm you know wrestling with my worst snobbish instincts and you know (laughs) probably turning into you know jack black's character out of high fidelity the film version (laughs) Uh, and just being like like yelling at some person for liking something that you think they shouldn't and i and i'm you know i don't want to be that person but that is in many ways the person that i am but just like out of politeness have learned like you know to keep just inside my head and then i went and did a podcast (laughs) uh yeah no it's just platitudinous i mean it's interesting that you brought up listening to it 
as a teenager because I think I heard or read somewhere that it was written with a teenager in mind. So maybe okay. we have to make some allowances for the intended audience and that it, you know, that maybe having something like mired in subtext is 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 not what they were going for anyway so it's like it's the whole business of like you should judge judge things by its intentions not by what yeah. you thought it should be but this is just not a version of REM that I like it's it, yeah um and I think there's just like the the snobbery comes in where where just the fact that it was so popular as it was and still gets lots of airplay just kind of allows me to vent my snobbish like <laughs> misanthropic like people have no taste no taste and i guess maybe it sort of yeah does like if it appeals to anyone maybe it's that quite young thing but i guess maybe it appeals to other people's why well know, that's the thing i'm i have i have a horrible i have a horrible feeling that people are going to tune into this episode of the podcast more than any other because they're just like oh an episode about everybody hurts that's a song that i like and then there's me just being like haha if you like this song it means that you're not as sophisticated as me which is a a not a good look <laughs> i'd know for me whether it feels like a matter of sophistication i mean there's been plenty of times in my life where i felt sad and hurt and wanted to listen to music to accompany that for one of a better right. word. But I don't think, yeah, since I was like kind of the first age that I heard it, it's been this. Like it's stuff that's angrier or it's stuff that in some respects sometimes it's stuff that's like deeply sadder mm. and like more desperate than this. And kind of that I find like weirdly comforting at times. Bleaker. Yeah, and and stuff that is like bleaker. Yeah. Um and sometimes stuff that isn't bleaker, so occasionally things that are more upbeat or just weirder mm, mm. or angrier. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, it's yeah. This this doesn't scratch that particular itch. Yes, yeah, it doesn't scratch same. any of it, those. Yeah, kind of itches. Yeah, which brings me back round. Actually, I, this was not intentional. I didn't have this in my notes, but I, I have like listened to "Sorrow" by the National on you know on repeat <laughs> which have you listened to a lot of sorrow <laughs> i yeah no i'm aware of that but tell people who aren't about that oh uh they did a i guess it was performance art mm. in a gallery i think yes in new york something that's normally and where just, performance they, art happens they played their song sorrow on repeat for was it four and a half hours or something, something and i don't like mean they, it was a... or six hours i don't mean they played it off a record they played it live repeatedly yeah which for six hours or something, yeah. Yeah. Five hours, five or six hours. Yeah, which was kind of interesting because it's just like, yeah, no, I've done that, except, <laughs> like, not with them doing it, doing it live. Like, <laughs> that's quite an endurance feat to actually do that and it be good. But, yeah, I mean, and that song is by no means subtle. I think it's just that the music is so much more affecting than... Because this, the music, the musical aspect, like it's the two together. It's the fact that the lyrics are just very. Again, I'm trying to pick words that don't have value judgments attached to them, but most <laughs> words do. But just they're they're very like 
straightforward and there's not a lot of subtext and then the music is is just there's just something kind of syrupy at least for my sensibilities that it's kind of like it's it's trying to be a, a like a warm hug but it's a warm hug by somebody that you don't really like who then maybe they mean well but that's yeah, still I don't not think it's a mean song. I think it's well meaning. No, no, no. Of course, it's it's like, sorry, I'm super interrupty today. Yeah, Carry on, sorry. Yeah, no, it's um, it's kind of like, t- to be honest, it feels like it's being crushed under the weight of its own good intentions. Um, but yeah, apparently it really appeals to lots of people, so I should get over myself. Uh right. Do you have anything more to add? Um, no, I was just thinking of like recommendations for sad songs, but we could I don't do know a that. Would be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're welcome, dear listener. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. No, I, I think I think it is time for me to put down this this shovel and go back to talking about stuff that I actually like because. I come across as less of a terrible person when I do that. And we hope that you'll join us for that. (laughs) Yes, we apologise if I have insulted your feelings. I was going to say because sweetness follows, but sadly they've put New Orleans Instrumental first, so we have to do that. Ruining our plans again, REM. (laughs) Ruining the segue. Ruining. It's okay. On that, <laughs> on that note of crushed disappointment, we leave you. Thanks very much for listening. Bye. Bye. Turn on narrator. Toggle switch. On. GDGCpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, okay, so you're asking me how I feel.